This is Bible Talk Walk. And uh, my wife said I don't have to do a Bible Talk Walk just because I read something about the Bible. Gosh. Why would you do that? Well, it's because we read something about the Bible and now I'm talking about it and hopefully we can walk it out. That's the name of the game. And it's not accepted by all, but it is brought to you by Chris. And Jesus is Lord, so definitely Jesus. God willing. And I hope so. Anyway, good things. Last time, though, I said Carthusian monks. I was talking about Carthusian. But, no, I was actually supposed to be talking about Carthusian monks. Talking about R.C., Roman Catholics. And then... Bruno, Carthusian monks, uh, I'm actually talking about, or I accidentally talked about Carpathian, so I don't even, I didn't, I just mixed it up, I don't know where I learned about the Carpathian, there's apparently a mountain range somewhere in Orthodox, Eastern maybe, Orthodox territory, and um, there's some Buddhist monks that migrated there. I just figured that out by just cross-referencing or looking at Carpathian monks versus Carthusian monks. <laughs> I just got the words mixed up. I don't know why I said Carpathian. Maybe there's something else out there related to that I heard about. I don't know. I did hear about this one thing over there somewhere in Europe. There's like this crazy thing. This gets into some Carthusian potential spiritual warfare type stuff because these guys are big time into like you know the monastic type mindset uh well they're different because they're rc but you know they're they're fighting probably dragons stuff like that um but they're doing it in the most godly holy way possible and this is uh you you might say it's not real but it's like okay well the dragons might actually be illusionary but there's also, you know, it might be real in some ways. So, not to give them any credence or power, because that's maybe a viewpoint too. Is you don't want to give them any recognition if they're not serving God. So, anyway, it's a whole bag of chips. Um, just think about the Leviathan today. That's a real one. We all know that's real. So, if uh. That one sub, that giant sub that just landed, if that's not of God, maybe the Kraken, whatever you want to call it, the Leviathan, will take care of that. America won't even have to deal with it. But whatever God's will is, praise God. You know, follow the news, but pray about it. That's the only reason why you should follow the news. And uh, just know God's in control. Okay, back to the Carthusians. We don't talk about Bruno. I think the movie... It's probably a little bit progressive and maybe a little bit occult and wrong that came out. Uh, We don't talk about Bruno. The Bruno guy, he's kind of like a Carthusian. And uh, I don't know for sure, but he's in a, he hides in the walls and all that weird stuff. And anyway, interesting. Whoever wrote that movie, I don't even know what it's called. The new one, it's weird. Uh, they have some insights 
I think, or they're unintentionally pulling out some insights that are very probably wrong. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So Carthusians, they're kind of like, at the end of the day, there's a lot of history of, I watched a documentary about monks that just live in caves with a little light and the little light is supposed to be just kind of like their relationship with God, God, his light, all the, there's so much behind it, but really they just say like one hymn the entire time. It's just like, Connecting with God, maybe a little bit of insanity, but also like battling evil through all that craziness and hardship. And it's interesting. It's beyond, I guess it's not, I think it's outside of what we would consider reason or common sense related to reason, but it's, it gets into quantum physics, I guess, and stuff like that. It's uh, interesting, definitely cool in some ways. Um, you know, we should all be motivated by, you know, pursuits of godliness by other people. And what's wrong with being motivated by that? It's, you know, obviously Jesus is the only motivator we really have. So disregard any false motivations, but, um, you know, getting away to the mountain to pray, that's a huge example that Jesus did. Anyway, I say all that to say, I just want to clarify that I meant Carthusians and not Carpathian monks. And I don't even know why I was talking. That was another thing I was learning before. So, anyway, this leads to what I was reading today, Augustine Synthesis. I only read like a page or two, because this is a very in-depth book. Uh, this one's by Eric Prizewara. Prizewara. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, it's just an arrangement. And uh, it's from Cathedral Library, Harper Torch Books. So probably not like a perfect book, but it's kind of interesting getting into his stuff. New York, Harper and Brothers Publishing, looks like. Um, looks like Carl Michelson read it the, from the Drew Theological Seminary Gateway. He liked it. Lots of good, you know, people that have studied this know way more than I do, but I read about plants today and how plants are somehow theologically and something that Augustine brings out and makes sense of. Uh, the seeds and all that, and I guess it's relevant in our life. I mean, we're planting our seeds on our lawn, and uh, it's uh, hopefully going to grow and not look trashy, but uh, it's hard to make application out of that because it's, it's really in-depth. I mean, you think about scriptures like the kingdom of heaven being like a you know, a mustard seed, or, or you just need a mustard seed of faith, um, yeah, kingdom of heaven, like a mustard seed, you know, parables like that, it just kind of come to mind, and spreading all over, it's actually hard to get a seed going, though, so, anyway, Augustine, referencing nature, like he usually does, it's one of his main topics, is nature, he really reveals God, through that, um, that's in 
keyword probably good thing and then um let's see yeah unfortunately we don't do things as pure today or as organic as we should we try to buy organics once in a while if you got extra cash or you feel feeling like being healthy there's something about referencing all that and doing it in a pure way holiness that kind of idea or holiness slash some people might say sanctification so that's it's like the same thing but i was thinking about it uh or i guess if you're like calvinist wouldn't that be regeneration i don't know these are things that i should know when you study the stuff you learn the differences but i don't so you got to look at the definitions of regeneration sanctification and holiness so there's those things to look at there's the different faith traditions calvinist catholic orthodox lutheran they all have their different views of that wesleyan um but i just kind of grab what i can go with it bible talk walk it you know bible stuff talk about it walk it up anyway uh, so that's a shotgun there, and then here's the buckshot, uh, got a, uh, hopefully the small group, the walking it out, doing that, we kind of did that, we went to Barnes and Nobles, and just looked at a couple, I looked at a couple study Bibles, King James Version study Bible, highly suggest that, um, I don't know if they do justice to the baptism uh, explanation they're definitely a Calvinist I'd say angle on that <coughs> baptism not necessary for salvation um, and then the Catholic study Bible uh, a gift Bible just for like RCA grads and stuff that one was like interesting it was not as in depth at all but Actually, it wasn't a study Bible at all. I think it's more like the NIV. It would be more Armenian. Kind of put puts more detail into baptism. And honestly, that's probably better. But those that's just for a couple verses that I was looking at. Mark 16, 16, and 1 Peter 3, 21. Kind of my two baptism ones I've been really looking at for a long time. And I think there's a lot to baptism that gets probably underemphasized in the Calvinist circle. Um, just because it's not as, maybe it's not as frequent at times or it's just not, if it is emphasized, it's not like, maybe it's, it, maybe it's a big deal. It's a big church thing. It's, it's done once in a while. It's, it's with more people. Sometimes I've noticed where more people are being baptized all at once. It's like a church thing they do versus like this individualist individual, like life-changing moment that maybe the church of christ would do you know or a spontaneous kind of like god working spirit miraculous thing that seems like a church of christ christian or, or even like a baptist thing but like like brother where art thou kind of if you've seen the movie it's kind of funny reference but where it's just like this miraculous everybody's getting baptized it's just like 
evils actually literally being taken away or I can't remember that movie that well but I I know they were tempted or maybe it was afterwards they were tempted I I don't know it's a bad movie but that kind of idea um, and and Roman Catholic would connect with Church of Christ by saying man their baptism the Holy Spirit working even with Pentecostals Holy Spirit working. It's there are some legitimate common grace probably centered. I I will say that they're probably not uh, necessarily right doctrinal things, but definitely within common grace, these miraculous things happening. Uh, I would legitimate like baptisms, but. Uh, or maybe some people might just say they're valid. Who knows? They're maybe not legitimate. They might just be valid. You know, just to validate them and not to legitimize them. But but regardless, everybody agrees. They're le- at times that they're legitimate, and at times that they're valid. And maybe the mode how they do it exactly isn't as big a deal. But, like, literally evil is being destroyed. A lot of priests will even say that in the RC and in the, uh, you know, Pentecostals. They'd, they'd really emphasize just there's mass amounts of evil just destroyed at baptism. I personally think that all that's happening, I probably don't emphasize it enough, but... I also know there is a physical release of just insecurity uh, either before baptism when you're just confessing your sins or laying down your issues to Jesus and maybe brother in Christ and laying it down and just living, just making that commitment to live a new life, but especially laying down your sins, that's, that's a big one. I don't think it's necessarily you have to make a sin list but maybe the New Testament sins, just covering those and confessing them and just acknowledging that those aren't right and, and like choosing to change and repent. Um, you know, that would be a good start for anyone. There are definitely sin lists that are in like Galatians, I think. I don't know what chapter, maybe five, but it's good to find those lists. And uh, anyway, we're going to do a Bible study sometime uh, using this template where, and you could do it on your own, but uh, it's going to be on whatever verse, maybe the book of Mark, because we're doing that in the midweek service, but. Uh, talking about whatever we want but you know we got to get the bread of life we're gonna do a bible reading group and uh, hopefully saturdays afternoons whatever we can do maybe not we already did it i mean did it jewelers and opened some study bibles and had some coffee so uh and it's really just to give full attention to the public reading of scripture i'm reading off a sheet here that an elder gave me from west lansing and uh, that's First Timothy 
uh, and that's kind of what we're doing. So we might choose a different verse, but we're definitely going to use this template because this is great. And two to five minutes, remember why you're here. And it'll be to hear what God has to say to us to continually grow in our knowledge of God and His Son, Jesus Christ, and to learn how to walk in the Spirit. Then you pray, give God thanks, and invite the Holy Spirit to help us understand and obey God's Word. Read God's Word, 30 to 40 minutes. Uh, There's a little side note there. I would add, you could do less. Origin, he wrote a lot. And he's considered a heretic. So, yeah. I don't know. You could read a lot. St. Patrick probably read a lot. It's probably rose people from the dead. Because he just read his liturgy or his psalms liturgy like over and over and put his feet in a bucket of cold water and kept reading. Who knows? I don't know. It's just a legend. Why wouldn't it happen? Seriously? I mean, why not? Dublin, you know what I mean? The two women that were resurrected. Apparently they went to hell and came back. I don't know. Okay, so that's why you pray. So we're going to pray. You read God's word, read God's word, the pray section, read the Bible, whatever verse you want, praise the Lord. Ask for volunteers who like to read, you know. Um, I would say patriarchally, complementarian disposition on my end. Uh, you always sound like a jerk if you're complimentarian nowadays, but maybe not in the future. So, but anyway, there's that aspect. Or you could be, you know, egalitarian. Or, you know what, better yet, what if you just talk about Nina, how Nina evangelized, and how she was able to read the Bible. Or maybe even uh, the lady in the book of Romans 16, she carried the book of Romans for Paul. I don't think she read it. Maybe. But there's definitely people later on, I think, that have clarified that men should read the scriptures, they should lead, and there's a huge patriarch kind of heritage. and So, complimentarian, I wouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater there. But people are today, and, you know, pros and cons, and just praise the Lord either way, and hopefully the truth will be known someday. Or God will just be patient and it'll be all good. Oh, Holy Spirit speaks. 15, 20 minutes there. So just let the Holy Spirit speak. Uh, use. It's kind of cool. You read the scripture and the Holy Spirit speak. Maybe the Holy Spirit should speak more because it put 80% of the time with the Holy Spirit maybe and 20% to our reading. That would probably be more orthodox and less origin-like. But who knows? So, Holy Spirit speak, 15-20 minutes. Use this time for anyone to express what God said to them through today's reading. Share your thoughts on the following question. What did the Holy Spirit say to you in this passage? What did you find challenging or hard to understand? What can we learn about caring for people from this passage? What can we learn Uh, learn about God or Jesus from this passage. What change do you need to make in your life to obey what you learned from this passage? And then you can practice silent prayer, five minutes. I was thinking if you were in a 
small group, like a men's ministry or women's ministry, you could do like silent prayer and confession at this time. If it was like a group of trusted people in a small group. Uh, or you could do out loud if they wanted to. Prayer of confession should be good. And I was thinking, I don't know if it'd be good at the beginning or end. If it was the beginning, you'd have to get it off your chest for the study. If it was the end, it'd be less, uh, you know, insecurity and people would be able to confess more freely. Uh, but so we ask God in private prayer a few simple questions and then wait for his answer. So, God, how can I obey and apply what you're teaching me? Who can I help? including myself from this passage and, and name names and then who would you have me share my testimony or your good news of Jesus with so there's all those good things and then maybe if you're doing a small group uh, close friends that maybe aren't initial people you're just reaching out to uh, you could maybe do like confession prayer at the end there with each other um it could be general probably or in depth because the whole thing confession I feel like should be done to a minister of sorts obviously in the if you're a Roman Catholic you'd want to just do it with the priest for the sake of not only his his ordination his profession but the tradition and the, I guess, the hopefully professional help you'd get. So, everybody go get professional help. Alright, that's about it. I think uh, I also got my book here, In Search of the Proverb 31 Man, Just Being a Godly Man. I haven't read that all the way, it's pretty cool. Uh, I got all these random books stacked up. George Orwell, 1984. Just, you know, being on the ready for, uh, all that craziness. Um, hopefully you've seen the movie. Uh, because it's probably, it's like we're in that time, basically. Uh, not 80s, but, yeah, the book premise. And then... This is a good one. Show Me the Father movie. I just had a stack of devotional stuff. Highly suggest that movie. Good stuff. It's only a four star. And then, um, merch. Make sure to get your merch. Uh, not for me. Just go get your own stuff. Um, if you want merch from me, let me know. I don't have any, but I could get it. Buy godly things. I don't know. Is that a good thing? I don't even know. Probably not. Could be a sacrament. I've heard people say that. I don't know how it's possible. Anyway, we're going to... Uh, it's a 6.30. 6.30? Small group. West Lansing. Adults. Uh, marrieds. And adults. Muy importante. All right. I think that's it. God bless this day. Oh, I also got my uh, Greek translation, transliteration. Got really wet.
It's not cool. And then um, Crucified Christ. Book on Atonement. Go. Go, it's a little dry. Praise God. Stay dry. Fill the rain. I think I think I'm gonna talk about transubstantiation next time. Take a stab at it. Let's go. Alright, let's go. Shalom. Oh, also there's gonna be somebody on pretty soon from uh West Lansing who might be an apologist someday. Doctor someday, maybe. Public servant. Chill on. This is Bible Talk Walk. <clears throat> Updating life. And um, basically, um, the uh, Bible studies are essential. Everything we do that connects us with God in any way is essential it, uh, and just you know treating people kindly and uh, patient patiently working with people these are all really important things uh, because there are things in life that will hinder you physically from uh basically from accepting uh, whether it's like accepting just roles that you could play in the um, kingdom of God or or even like Satan probably knows this I mean that's one way to view it um, that there's certain things in life that will like hinder us and Oh, you know, but God works all things for the good for those who love Him and are called according to His purposes. Um, but uh, basically, um, if <laughs> I feel like faith is really interesting right now. Um, It's just, it's all kind of coming together. All this theology I've been learning and, and, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still practicing a little bit of temporary suspension of judgment, but I'm pretty set that, um, I, uh, I'm kind of given the benefit of the doubt to the Roman church. I guess you could say the right lung yeah, maybe it's not the most informed decision, but I mean, all these people making informed decisions, um, and still, they're not even like dealing with some of the issues that I've thought were the most, like the most important issues. Uh, everybody's tied up with the papacy. I'm, I'm just like, okay, that I don't see how. Like, I do see how that's an issue, because, like, Peter has the keys to the kingdom, and and it is. It is the central thing. But I, for me, it was forever. It was doctrine. 
you know. Um, so uh, I was really tied into the emphasis of the cross because of um, the Augustinian rooted uh, emphasis on um, imputed righteousness instead of having inherent righteousness which inherent righteousness being maybe more of a uh, Pelagian idea or semi-Pelagian officially in like the Roman Catholic doctrine now I think that there's room though there's not like set in stone there's set catechism but there's still there's so much room in the Roman Catholic Church for growth I guess you could say but then there's like the legitimacy at the root of it all and one big thing that got me like the guy that wrote wrote the book all all roads lead to Rome he said you know them by their fruit and everybody will say oh there you go that's why the Roman Catholic Church is wrong but then and I could say the same thing I, I don't a lot of Catholics today they're just they're at best like uh, second wave feminine movement a lot of them and at worst they're like they're, they're far beyond uh, what is it called modernism or yeah far beyond all that and they're they're all the way to the point of like horrible horrible third wave feminine movement like antichrist uh, and honestly you know Jesus rebuked people in the synagogues that were straight up demons and I think there needs to be like a lot more um emphasis or actually maybe like priests that just focus on literally just casting out demons into (laughs) into like uh, pigs and stuff, and then those being, like, absolutely destroyed, or, uh, sent down the banks of, like, into the water, I don't know, like, and then at that point, it's like, what do you got, these little pathogens in the water, like, how does that work, I don't know, but it's like, I think it's more symbolic at that point, or something crazy, like, showing that they kill, they're there to kill, steal, and destroy, but anyway, um, so I was big caught up on that emphasis and I, and I still am. See, that's the thing. I think there's room where it's not, um, there's just so much flexibility in the sense of tradition being equal with scripture and yes, scripture being preserved heavily. And at the president of Great Lakes Christian College, a former um he was very adamant on um sola scriptura but he also he was like you know what they the all the huge issues with uh, preserving of scripture and the, even the probably the inquisition stuff like they did it to protect the scriptures i think that was their emphasis um was to protect the scriptures from basically being diluted to what we're seeing today 
you know, where like people are changing words that mean like male and female. And at the root of this, it's Gnosticism. So it's like, that's honestly, it's only been 200 years. Well, shoot, 1500, sorry, 500, 700 years ish since, you know, the Reformation. I'm not saying the Reformation is all bad. I think it's great that we have translations in different languages, but definitely, definitely got to look at both perspectives because the, um, it doesn't get talked about enough in Protestant circles, the Roman Catholic perspective and everything. So, um, I just thought that was important to cover. And, um, then, um, I'm definitely not for the, uh, emphasis on, um, that we, you know, somehow we have inherent righteousness, like we're, we're somehow, we have this like synergy that's good for producing some kind of goodness for God. Like I, I really, I, I appeal to total depravity by far, but at the same time, I'd like, I guess that's like my foundation is this like, if you're like a, a Mason worker, like that would be like my foundation is like this totally deprived human being that needs the cross. There's emphasis on the cross on and on that imputed uh, impartation of the uh, righteousness of Christ because of the cross. It's like the the block, the cornerstone, and then on top of that, I I guess I would uh, as far as liberty goes, like. I like the Church of Christ saying, uh, in essentials unity and non-essentials liberty and all things love. So I think, I think the, there should be councils to deal with this in the Roman Catholic Church because the emphasis is in practice, maybe in conservative churches, like maybe, um, or maybe liberal churches. It's kind of a weird thing because, you know, they might be open to like types of councils that would discuss this stuff and really uh, discuss the Protestants' position and and how you know their positions probably outside of that in the sense of they're thinking more they're probably thinking beyond uh, in a different way in more of a contextual way and because you know there's more context I just don't know. I just, being a Protestant, I'm only emphasizing the uh, New Testament church and our current reality and a little bit of the Reformation, especially as a Church of Christ, Christian church type Protestant that kind of comes out of the Presbyterian, but kind of denies that too. It's more of like America now, we forget what's behind, look towards what's ahead. That's kind of like the emphasis. And it's actually, I don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater for any of that because like, that's a lot of crappy past. But I am ending up a Roman Catholic for the sake of, like, for the sake of sanity. And, uh, but at the same time, the the potential councils and everything that might have to go on to clarify all this, more like, I guess it's Vatican II with the emphasis on, I feel like there was a huge ecumenical emphasis there. 
you know, unifying the churches and everything and all that. But that's not, there's probably way more. But I think it's that kind of spirit maybe behind it. But anyway, I have no idea. Um, but these are the big things. And then the semi-Pelagianism, yeah, with the maybe contributing to some kind of liberalism, which which is ultimately the Gnostic death cult which we're currently facing as a society. Um, but thankfully, there's there's righteous people out there turning down horrible laws like Roe vs. Wade. And, uh, and, you know, God bless Texas. That's, that's not a saying for no reason. There's a reason. Um, I, uh, yeah, pros and cons for everything, but... Uh, yeah, a lot of people moving out of Michigan, thankfully. Um, you know, the really heretical uh, leadership, and it's not representing the people. It's a more of a communist system right now. Um, a lot of people outside the cities, uh, the cities aren't really represented. There's probably a lot of, it's definitely talk of um, people being paid off by Suave, being paid off by these... Uh, bad actors from other countries that don't have the uh, necessarily the American interest at heart. I'm all for the libertarian emphasis, but when it starts infringing on like a more of a holistic Christian influenced republic, it's you know uh, I think people should do whatever they want. There should be you know people there to stop them and governments too. So. I'm all for what you're doing. Uh, people trying to run systems and all that. That's great. You can do whatever you want. I'm all for liberal, libertarian emphasis to the max. But just, I, I think they should know, and even ourselves as individuals, we should know, yeah, we can do whatever we want. We can we can go eat all the ice cream we want, but we, we expect that there will be individuals that will come and, uh, impose on our will and save our butts from getting too big. You know, our butt getting grown out of those britches, buddy. So, uh, anyway, um, I uh, highly suggest for people to uh, seek the Lord and, uh, and if they, honestly, this is the one thing. This is the, the current issue. Um, why not have people just seek the Lord? If you don't know what to do with people as a governing authority, put them in a situation where they're seeking the Lord and just see what happens. I don't think they'll I don't think they'll feel like they need to play video games. I don't think they'll feel like they need to take drugs like everyone's proposing as a solutionary false gnostic uh, just communist death cult emphasis. I think that uh, they'll be able to surrender power to Christ and that he will lead them and he will teach, correct, rebuke, and train in righteousness, uh, especially the leaders uh, of the churches and everything like that, which they'll be judged more strictly. I mean, he and actually in a basic sense think about this like imagine a priest i was thinking about this today 
say they messed up in something, like they fell short of the glory of God and whatever, um, which is horrible. And it doesn't, you know, they're not on a perfect path, to, you know. But, you know, we all fall short of the glory of God. Nobody's perfect, all this. But imagine them having to go to confess their sins to another uh, priest. Now, that could be great if they're really close to God, close to the other leadership in Christ, that kind of hierarchy system. But it also could be, like, literally... Um, if they're having issues with that, if it's bad enough, I guess it could be, it could be worse. Like they might not. There'd be definitely peer pressure, which would suck. Uh, but there'd be um, pressure from the um, what's it called, the uh, congregation, parishioners, or all that. They would be the ones to. You know, they'd be sitting right there too, in line to go to this confession thing. And then imagine if that priest doesn't actually believe that he's forgiven because of Jesus. He thinks he has to be forgiven because of another priest or because of the church. Or then he realizes everybody in his church hasn't really had that clarified. And then he believes that, uh, you know, what if they're, they're not even confessing to Christ really, they're just confessing to a man. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. But at the same time, it's like, it's both and, I know. I mean, it's like, yes, they're vicars, but they're also like, it's just a man. And yeah, we confess our sins to one another, pray for one another, so we're healed. But at the same time, there is, there needs to be clarification at times. Um, otherwise, people will, it just won't be, if confession is one of the most powerful spiritual warfares, and I think it should be emphasized, and it should be uh, there should be focus on right teaching regarding that. I've physically felt you know freedom just by a Protestant um, in in doing uh, confession, basic, not like formal confession, but just like repenting and sharing of sins and re- repenting of them talking about repentance and how our lives will change now but I think there's more to it um, than just that I, I like the I like the formality I think that's good I think it the formality actually emphasizes to do it and people do they do it but there it it needs to be pushed more and more as a not as a scrupulous thing but as an as a regular powerful spiritual uh, freedom tool so I'll leave it with that freedom tools confess your sins and pray for one another so you'll be healed if you don't have anything big just just share the little stuff share you went five over you went one over you horrible sinner but you know there's probably a lot of people that really need to just actually go to confession maybe you don't think you need to you obviously need to at that point in time and uh even if you think it's just funny silly i guess changing the attitude first and then and then going but i think just going initially would probably help you to change your attitude for the next time
because you want to get to a place where you you feel genuine about it like you don't feel insincere um and i don't know i've been to a couple because i kind of weaseled them in before i did the rca but and i haven't done rca nobody wants me to do it except for maybe a couple catholics that they won't tell me that i wish they would you know i just i'm just trying to seek the truth and and the whole like alexander campbell thing i wish he would have pushed for roman catholic more and i would like to read more of his writings because he probably did i mean he probably had a lot of political stuff but he just loved people and so that's kind of the emphasis i'm i'm like i'm not trying to love people out of the church into a church of christ christian church i'm trying to love people into the church the true church and i'm trying to figure that out and what that is and uh love people so i can even get in <laughs> it's kind of i feel like uh f- uh the book of uh philemon was it philemon no oh, what's it the, with the the slave um it's my friend greg's favorite book uh there's a slave that uh it's one of the it starts with a p i think it is philemon um wow brain slipping in a parking lot um but i think it's uh philemon yeah basically he's a slave and then paul eventually says like hey this guy is basically somebody that i i represent um or i'm with him and he's just considered like a slave and he's he's like entering uh another he was like a slave of i don't even know i need to read it again but um so i think i'm kind of in that situation where i feel like well probably a lot of people i mean because nobody's perfect even in the church like you're gonna you're trying to enter a church and and i get it like you can't change a church there's all these issues yada 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 but at the end of the day it's like seeking god so we can find god and uh sharing the love of christ and doing it doing it right i mean all the all the crazy stuff in between all the signs of wonders i mean literally now this is horrible and my family killed me but i went to mass and uh afternoon wednesday mass and uh god bless you if you're offended um but uh honestly i did the whole protestant thing when you cross the arms dude that i was blessed the next day like god did something like signs and wonders happen i i got to sleep in like and it, and i still got to work on time like if that's not a sign and wonder <laughs> in the 21st century really that that is a sign and wonder and then also um my wife like made me coffee out of nowhere in the morning like that's i mean she's amazing anyway but like i don't expect that that was just random that was a sign and wonder i mean that's totally i mean can you really like make that up I, I can't make that up and so i don't know i mean it's today nowadays we don't think of the miraculous like honestly i've actually seen 
probably miraculous things and and had like dreams and stuff that are backed up by miraculous signs of nature that are like you don't hear about that you know and I've heard of stories of like miraculous things where guys like survive with like thousands of bullet holes in them and it's like praise god they're serving their country and they're also uh he was probably a crusader I don't know but he definitely took down a lot of Aryans you know false uh doctrine Islamic teachings most likely probably more of the radical ones because that was back in like 07 or whatever I think but praise god like the you know, these are miraculous. I, I mean, I've seen other miraculous things, too. This is just one I'm talking about. That was that was just one I heard about. It's kind of a story of a story. But anyway, just uh, hoping that, uh, you know, there'll be peace in the Middle East. and But there'll also be, like, you know, uh, recognition that uh, people going to church, literally receiving the uh i would say uh, the host you know the host uh because that presence with christ that's what got me i mean receiving that as this nitroglycerin in the hand of a priest that like if he drops i mean that's that's what the reverence for that is it's like dude this is no joke that presence of god physically body and blood like why are we scared of that I don't know why we're scared of that I'm not I mean yeah if it's heretical like if Jesus came down and was like hey I'm here not this you know body and bread of me but that doesn't make sense it's like you know so um yeah I love the I love the dialogue and arguments and everything but at the end of the day, you kind of have to make a conscience decision and kind of just go with something. And I guess that's just where I'm at personally. So uh, it probably makes people feel horrible because they are like not for this a lot of times. A lot of people, but a lot of people are. So um, unfortunately, there's a lot of ignorance in between it all. So I'm praying pray against that that I can get through the immense ignorance in myself and people around me in different ways either like somebody's going to be ignorant where they know the truth but they act like an idiot in the Latin sense not like you know someone where they're outside of reality and they just act horrible or they'll not know the truth but act like a wonderful person and I gotta like differentiate all that and say, okay, my boss, he's a great guy, but honestly, he maybe he doesn't, you know, he knows theology and stuff, but might not be the main person to talk to about theology and all that. So, anyway, God bless people, and and God bless all those people that are uh, horribly uh, displaying in the Noahic covenant in a very false doctrinal. Uh, not uh basically nazi but uh gnostic death cult kind of way god bless you and also i got that gnostic death cult stuff from matt fred's show but also from the ruth center lady and uh she's great check that out for pro-life ruth center um california i think 
and uh, Matt Fred, pray for him not to swear anymore or to drink alcohol or smoke by the power of Christ. In Jesus' name. Hey, uh, Sober October's coming up. Get out your uh, your uh, Slay the Dragons recovery stuff. Do it. Get a recovery coach. Not officially like me, but, you know, like me in your life. And uh, don't be a jerk to them. And uh, just reach out to people. Try to seek the truth. Uh, pray, pray, pray. And uh, just like my friend Dan said today, live a whole life. Be, or be a whole person, you know, as much as possible. Shalom. This is Bible Talk Walk, new segment. It's uh, August uh, 14th. Yep. conviction I had recently listening to one of Matt Fred's podcasts. I can't remember who the guy was. He was interviewing somebody that was married, but like a teacher in their churches. Um, uh, basically, try to do more public stuff. So this is just, this has always kind of just been a, like a, uh, for me, where you write a note after work or something or after whatever you're doing uh, you just make a voice note about it Uh, not even to remember it but just to get it off your mind and uh, really think about it uh, try to brainstorm at the same time to try to get back to reality and get out of uh, idiotic lack of reality so, um, I do want to say one thing. The crosses, man, that's, it's so cool to drive past crosses. Like, not where somebody got a car accident, but, yeah, I mean, that's, even then, even there, I guess you can see some positivity. Like, well, it's horrible. Uh, I'm just driving right now, but even seeing some crosses, you know, driving in, you can, you can just, if you're Protestant, I guess you can think of cross, if you're east or west, you can make a sign of the cross, and it's just, you can think about the Trinity, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, I mean, how is that, that is like a good use of your time, but at the same time, it's like you make the most of your time, but at the same time, it's, it's good to just have freedom, and have time to think, and have your mind, have the ability to think. 
that's where I'm at right now. It's been a year since I've been in school. So my mind is now at the point of hopefully thinking, I think, it might be different for me. I don't know. Because um, you know, I'm really just engaged with more podcasts for education. And I have no time to read. I literally am learning how to be a, a sneaky reader because it's just family time is a blessing and it's a huge investment right now. It's kind of like a foot, it's like a game, like a football game where you 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 went all four quarters and you're still in overtime. That's what it's like investing in family heavily, um, and I'm not even close to at the point of what other people how other people invest in family so I have no idea I'm just going to have to like figure out different time management uh, propositions for my family Uh, I'm going to have to get really like professional and loving more loving where it's like you know those professional people that are so good at what they do because they're they're actually genuinely a loving person, and then on top of that, <coughs> they're so smart, and they can just like set up a meeting, and and set up a meeting for a meeting and a meeting for a meeting and a meeting, and, and just do that so successfully, and make everything perfectly, and just just always have everything done. That's what it's gonna have to be like. And thankfully, I have a job where I don't have any take home yet. Uh, but I'm looking for those jobs actually to, to have the take home. But maybe that's unwise too, because honestly, spiritual exercise is better than all this physical exercise of even the mind. And you know, I don't know. I, I don't. trying to get a job that's more creative, but it seems like all the creative jobs don't have the freedom of, um, you know, like, somewhat like a nine-to-five, you know, um, where you have a predictability and you have flexibility. Anyway, I say all that to say, um, you know, I guess it's it's just this life for you. you it's not going to be... It's not going to be, you know, perfectly understandable or predictable. You know, I don't mean to make unrealistic uh, statements. Yada, yada, yada. So, um... As far as biblically, I'm... I'm aware of Pelagianism, but I'm so tired of, I guess, worrying about it in all, like, all the churches that, and and I don't even, that's the thing, you know, I'm, I guess I'm not, I'm more worried than actually dealing with it, like, somebody told me, I wish I knew the council, I think it was, I don't know what council was, 
just throw out a council, maybe a council trim. I don't know, maybe council nice These are like only two on my, on my mind. There was a council that dealt with Pelagius. Um, it was Nicaea, yeah. I don't know. Well, it was, it was around Augustine's time. Augustine versus Pelagius, I believe. Yeah, not Nicaea. Maybe Trim. I don't know. But lots of councils, lots of good stuff. Uh, you know, uh, oh, that's the thing. One of the councils, the one that separated, uh, the, the, or said there was the heresy, deemed the heresy of the, the body, outside of the body, uh, something to do with the body and like, there that we, we are we are physical I guess denying Gnosticism I don't know, outside of the body something like that within that you know you have to fill in the blanks because I don't know off the top of my head I can't remember but uh, that council or whatnot there it was saying you know it kind of you could hermeneutically maybe say today like with technology it's getting away from the physical and so that's why this whole thing and the bag of chips I just want to get more towards the spiritual as much as I can I, I want to do it right I know the truth that, you know it's probably safer to go with the Roman Catholic Church um, even though there's so much yeah you could say against that I mean, I've been Protestant my entire life so yeah I, uh, I get it against this. We are currently in a Gnostic emphasized world right now. Um, so that's a huge thing. Uh, honestly, I'm being pushed in my, my uh, senses to, uh, I was going to say logic, but I don't know if it's even logical. It's just everything. You know, it's man-made. All this stuff is man-made. It's not laboratory made, and it's, it's that, you know, it's just trying to figure out how to pursue in the RC, you know, God, but not even being in it, and that whole, I guess it's good that there's the RC, I think, so I don't know when that was created, but sure it's, you know, I like, I like the changing ability of the church, because it's like, it has potential to be better than, I think they would acknowledge, like, bits and pieces of Sola Scriptura doctrine anyway, so that's why, you know, I feel like a Sola Scriptura doctrine could almost be, I wonder if it could become legalistic in itself, where you're saying, okay, you can't go outside the scriptures at all so then you end up in these fundamental churches that are inherently legalistic and don't act, don't uh, acclimate with the culture um, in order to help the culture and, and the people in the, the land to acclimate rightfully to the actual so much history there, so much bad stuff. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm even listening to this Native American guy right now. And he's on the other side of the... Kind of on the other side of the boat. With the, uh, you know, showing all the negative sides of, you know, colonization and all this. Yada, yada, yada. You know, but there's actually... I really want to get into, more importantly... There's like a Roman Catholic influences in history in America that I have no idea like it's like a blank spot in my brain I have no clue specifically you know I know uh, President uh, Reagan no not President Reagan no Kennedy President Kennedy obviously he was Catholic that whole bag of chips that's interesting I I wonder if like a lot of these conflicts are just like some people wanting east and west lungs to breathe and ultimately and other people saying no like we we want to be holy and set apart as uh a country or or a not country a church within a right doctrine and so I think that's where where everything's at and thankfully there's people that will take both traditions but you know start at the possibly like the right tradition which would be Roman Catholic I guess I mean I have a friend that had a messianic church he went to in Grand Rapids very cool um messianic Jewish church I mean whenever I say that 